0: I'll be honest with you, it's got to be so hard to date nowadays. I would know the first thing about it since I've been you know, married for over 10 years and I have two kids. But dating in today's day and age has to be tough, especially with a pandemic. No longer is there the organic dating where we go out and meet somebody and start the relationship now. A lot of people use apps to meet people and hopefully find the person that's right for them. That's gotta be mentally tough. So on today's show, I talked to my good friend, Tim, about midlife dating. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Relatively Normal. I am your host, Mark paysant. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If you have listened to the show before and been a listener from day one, I appreciate you. Remember to go to anchor.fm, search for Relatively Normal, look for that money button, and become a subscriber today. I'd appreciate it. So I am, I I think I always say I'm really excited about a show, but I'll tell you what, I haven't had this much fun talking to someone in a long time, Um, and about a subject, again, I try to learn stuff on the show as much as I try to teach, and I had such a good conversation, a lot of laughs with Tim Schroeder, one of my good buddies, give you a little backstory. Um, Tim is a single dad, he's a divorced dad, and he's been on the dating scene for about five years now. And that to me has got to be so tough to do right now. It would be tough if we did not have, or were not living through a pandemic, but humans are such social creatures that at least most of us are, that we crave some sort of relationship. We crave some sort of social interaction. We crave someone to share our experiences with. And it's got to be tough living basically in the world that we're constantly being told don't go out in crowds, don't interact with people you don't know about, where vaccines are seen as political vaccination statuses are seen as none of your business. It's just got to be absolutely crazy right now in the dating scene. So that's why I think this is such a wonderful topic to talk about. Wonderful topic to bring up because there's so many people out there trying to find relationships, trying to find love, trying to find that right person, that special someone who they can share their life with. And to always throw layers on top of it, we have parenthood that's involved. We have mothers and fathers who have to think about, is this person the right person to meet my child? is this the right time to introduce my child to someone who may or may not be in my life a month, six months, a year from now? To always have to think about those things is mentally exhausting, at least in my opinion. That's why I'm so happy that Tim was nice enough to open up about what he's going through, what he's doing, all that all, all that stuff. It's just... Again, I'll say it again. Like dating nowadays has to be tough, and I think a lot of you know what I'm talking about. You know, back in the days before we had God, I'm gonna, I don't want to age myself, but uh, you know, back in the days, but no, back in the days before we had apps, before we had social media, um, we used to be set up on blind dates. We used to meet people at social interactions, whether it was parties whether it was bars or clubs, whether it was the church. And we would get to know them through their words, through their actions. And we'd figure out what we were okay with. We'd understand that this person doesn't give me everything I want, but what am I willing to compromise with? because we would know in the back of our heads, we probably don't give this person everything that they want. And we're not talking about, you know, genders or anything like that. This this goes for same-sex relationships. This goes for LGBTQ relationships. This goes for cis relationships, all that stuff, interracial relationships. We would have to, in the back of our minds, make split decisions on if I'm going to give this person a second chance. If I'm going to let this person see more into my life. And now we can go to an app and we can put in exactly what we want. Will we get exactly what we want every time? Probably not, but we'll get more of what we want. So while it's a good thing that we're limiting the candidate pool of the people we want to interact with or the people we want to see, we're also limiting the candidate pool and we're missing out on someone who might be perfect for us. And I asked him about that and he has a very good answer to that actually Tim has a really good answer for a lot of the stuff. Tim is a, is, is an extremely good guy. Um, and I'm just truly impressed by the way he calmly and efficiently answers these questions and is open about it, Um, open about his vulnerabilities, open about, you know, if he was ready to start dating at the time he started, all that stuff. So I want to get into it as soon as possible. So we're going to jump into it. After the quick break, we will be back with Tim Schroeder. And we'll basically talk about the the, the mental aspect and the social aspect of midlife dating and dating in 2021 and dating during a pandemic. So I hope you stick around and join us. We'll be right back after the quick break. And we are back on the Relatively Normal Podcast. Like I said, I am very excited about this week's show. i got my good friend Tim Schroeder with us this week. And we're going to be talking about something that is, I think, is, is very important. Especially today, where a lot of us are feeling lonely, left out. We can't get in relationships the way we used to. We can't date the way we used to. We can't hang out the way we used to. So it's going to be good to have This conversation. So, Tim, thank you so much for being a part of the show. I really appreciate you being here.
1: No, Mark, it's, it's, I, when I was asked, I couldn't say yes quick enough. So, I really appreciate the time.
0: That is, that's great, Tim. And, um, and first of all, thanks for, for being vulnerable enough to talk about this. I'm sure a lot of people are are thinking about these things nowadays, but, um, we're basically going to talk about midlife dating dating during a pandemic the social aspect the mental aspect how you keep going what it feels like things like that so um and just to just jump right in you are a divorced dad of one is that correct
1: that is correct about five years uh yeah about five years this year
0: five years this year and um you know, we talked earlier, and I can't even imagine what it's like right now being single and, and, and trying to, you know, find love, find companionship, find someone who you could possibly spend a long time, if not the rest of your life with, especially with the, a young one that, that you have, so what, you know, and just, like, how did, right now, what are you looking for? How do you look for it? what what is that life like right now in in pandemic filled 2021?
1: That's and I think right now is a really is a, is an even more unique time like about two or three months ago where everything seemed like it was you know we were we were we were back, you know and like and everyone was just getting back to where they were at that was apparently going to be like the big explosion of you know like everybody everybody rush and start dating and then of course the you know the 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 airline one decided to, to start spiking and and now we're getting kind of back to thing of like everyone is is almost like last year where no one really knows what's going to happen next so a lot of the what i've been going through is you know i decided finally to to put myself back out there after you know after some time away and wanted to just see like, okay, you know, I've been vaccinated. It's totally fine to to say that. And I would hope that, you know, the the partner I find would be the same and, you know, just want to see what people are doing, you know, in this kind of this weird time, as far as like how we, we go through and how we, how we date. So being midlife and, you know, having a lot of very young people around me, they told me to jump on the apps and I got on a few uh, and really decided to, you know, Put myself out there. And and so I'm, I'm on. Should I say the app or no, or just say that I'm using the
0: app? Yeah, this is all about you, man. Say what you want to say.
1: Well, yeah, but I want to make sure if you're, if like, I man, am fine.
0: I'm, I, I, you know what? I appreciate that. But yeah, you can go ahead and say them.
1: Okay. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. So I, I got on Bumble um, a long time ago when I was first getting back in, in the dating pool again, going through the, the separation and early divorce where you're figuring out if you should put yourself out there. Um, you know, I tried Tinder, found out right away that Tinder is not for me. Um, I, I, I don't want to be part of a throuple. Um, you know, I think that, that if that's what you want to go for, I, I think that's a great, great outlet, um, but really found that, you know, Bumble and trying some of the other ones, it, it seems to work for me because it's kind of people, you know, that you've good mix of ages and they want to get to know each other. It's not truly just kind of about like, hey, I, I like your picture. We should go grab drinks and, and mess around. That's, that's where I've been at for a little bit. And it's, it's nice. Um, it's it's nice to talk to people. And especially nowadays, where a lot of our interaction is just with our co workers or family by zoom or, you know, Google Hangouts or just on the phone. It's nice to interact with people and feel like you're kind of at a virtual cocktail party and just having a bunch of very interesting, fun conversations until you decide you want to actually, you know, hey, we should talk on the phone or we should, we should do our own Google Hangout or you know, now we're getting to the point where we should go and let's grab drinks or let's grab dinner.
0: Right. So, and, and I appreciate you being open about it and, you know, going back, you said it's been about five years and, you know, I would assume for the first three years of that, once you, you know, got your mind right, got, got your, your feelings in check and you said, Hey, I want to get out there. It could have been as easy as, all right, well, it's Friday night. I'm going to go hang out with some buddies at a bar, maybe go to a restaurant, see see what happens, see if I can meet somebody in a social environment. And you may have felt halfway decent about that, may have felt good about that. And then we hear about COVID and we hear about, you know, be careful, you know, don't go into large crowds. And as a single person, when you hear that, like, where does your mind go like mentally where do you go when all of this starts and you're like hey I can't or really no one can do things like we used to do them and find relationships find friendships in social environments and you have to switch to an app or switch to you know um you know maybe word of mouth something like that like you can't do it like you've done it in the past like what what is that switch like for you
1: sure and and i think when we're talking about covid times and even what you referenced you know like like when i first was trying this i mean this was even pre-covid you know back where i really kind of didn't know what the next few years look like again you're you're separated and then recently divorced so you're kind of you know back out in the world on your own that right there probably prepared me for for COVID times, I would say more than than I would like to admit because the other thing you all said is, you know, you get your mind right. And and it's really, it, it wasn't a switch for me. Um, it wasn't something I just, you know, flipped like, okay, this chapter is closed. Let's just, you know, turn the page and let's just go start dating again. Uh, I will fully admit that when I was first, you know, getting back into the dating scene, I kind of went through, you know, I think what we all knew when we were younger, uh, you know, being middle-aged, like, my dating reference was you know, college parties or you know going, like you said, with friends to bars and then you organically meet people. You remove yourself, you know, a few years ahead where you, know, things went through laptops and now everything was on your phone. Like I didn't really want to ask coworkers and friends, you know like, hey, I, I just got divorced. do you have anybody that I could date? So it was it seemed like a really good way to, to meet somebody. But at the same point, I don't think at that minute, you know, I was prepared to actually start dating again. I think it's what you tell yourself you need. And I fully am aware that like the first couple dates I went on, you know, some of, some of these women probably thought like, Hey, this is really good. And in my mind, I am just like, is this really what I want? Is, is this person what I want? Can I open up to them? And I think some of those early things you learn, putting your foot back out there, you kind of have to go through that, to get your mind right, where, where I feel like I am I am now, where I, I know I I know I want a partner. And I know, I, I kind of know what I want, what I want to ask for. And being in COVID situation where people feel more isolated, it's a little bit easier for me to kind of empathize with somebody if they feel that way. Because trust me, I, I was there a few years ago. And let's just talk. And, and let's just get to know each other on a level that we can both feel comfortable. Do we want to go meet... Drinks? Do we want to, you know, just go to a park and go for a walk because we're outside and we can socially distance? You know, do we actually want to try to go to a movie nowadays? So, I think you kind of have to be prepared and, and put yourself in a position where you're you're kind of open to another person, and especially in this environment, you really have to know on a much much deeper level than I would say that we used to, if you're willing to trust the person early on, because I think that's something especially big. vaccinations and everything else
0: and we we've kind of talked about you know what you've done and and i can imagine just being um a divorced person looking for um a relationship can be tough enough nowadays but to be a divorced parent a divorced dad who you know If you when and if you meet that person, you have to make the decision. When does this person meet my kid? When do I do the introductions? If I do them too early, like it's gonna have negative repercussions. If I I keep this person away from my kid, maybe they think I'm trying to hide something. So as a as a dad, as a single dad, like what what is that like? How do you how do you make that decision? Or is it even is there ever a right time to introduce? a new partner to a child or is it? I mean, just kind of walk me through that a little bit
1: Mm -hmm. Sure, Uh, and, and I think, you know, and, and especially some of the, the other, you know, single parents out there listening or, or somebody that, you know, might be thinking of dating a single parent. The one thing that I always tried to at least make sure early on, and I feel like now that our co-parenting relationship is, is in a good place. Um, I I think my ex-wife and I have always been on the, the same page as far as our daughter, you know, we, she's the she's the important part. So, you know, both of us are very open with one another about, you know, what's going on in our lives and, you know, you have to be somewhat transparent I think with your with your with your former if if that is a relationship you have because, you know, they're they're going to interact with their child too in some cases. And if you're a true single parent, the big question is, you know, how how much and how soon? Um from my standpoint, it was always something that I'm very upfront about. You know, this is, you know, this is my daughter. This is when I typically am hanging out with her. And and this is, you know, the, the schedule that we try to keep. And, you know, you, you kind of give them an idea that, you know, this is the routine that I have with with this person that's very important to me. And if it's somebody that's also important to me or growing that way, you want them to not feel like they're an outsider coming in. But they can kind of start to see this is the routine that we have. How can, how can we kind of integrate you into some of those? Or what's a situation that's comfortable for them? You know, I, I had a partner that was very, very into horses. And, you know, my daughter, you know, and still does like, likes, likes horses and horse camp. And we kind of came up with the idea of, well, what if we go to her barn one weekend and, you know, she can ride and then, you know, my, my daughter can sit there and just kind of enjoy and then pet and feed the horses. And I think that was a really good introduction for both of them. Because there was no there was no pressure for the two of them to be shoved into a space and have to interact. they They both could do something they liked, but they didn't have to necessarily, you know, talk the entire time, or, you know, it was just kind of a nice, a nice handshake agreement between the two of like, we all like this. This is fun. This is great. Um, the The fear that I always have is I don't want a potential partner to feel like, they are they are impeding on that time, but also that I don't use that time to say, "Oh, don't interact with me at all," because you know this is strictly dedicated to my daughter. Because you know, over time, I want my daughter to be happy with my partners. You know, as as much as I care about her, I, I want her to know that you know that there's that there's room for you know for everyone you know in in my life. And I think that's what's kind of a really difficult thing for a lot of parents to go through because. You, you really are kind of like splitting some of your emotional you know uh, bandwidth if you want to call it
0: right and I I appreciate you um you know talking about that and I, I want to get back to um the the apps you had mentioned earlier so we we live in, a, in, in an age of you know, technology everything is done you have basically the the entire world in your pocket most of the days with your your cell phone with any portable electronics you have. And when you're, when you make this switch, you're like, okay, I'm going to try the app. I, I I tried this, this first one and it it wasn't my cup of tea, but I'm going to, you know, I'm not a a quitter and I really want to find a relationship. What for, for those people who've never used Bumble and, and, or never used the dating app and um, setting up an account and kind of, putting your personality resume out there with a few pictures like what is I mean what there's got to be a little bit of anxiety a a little bit of fear of like am I putting out the right thing you know are they gonna understand me like how do I at least get in the door for the person who I might you know start a relationship with what what is it like setting that up what is that like putting yourself out in 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 the world because it's different like Facebook and and Instagram and all that stuff is kind of microcosms of your world, but this is like how you put yourself out there to possibly start a relationship. So what is what oh, yeah. is that like?
1: Yeah, and I really like that you used resume on this because I, I think that you know really whether it's whether it's and, uh, and this is how this is how bad it's going to get, Mark, is whether it's Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, Plenty of Fish, Christian Mingle, Farmers Only. I have not done some of the latter. I just would like to clarify that I am, I, I am, I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm usually a one app person. I don't spread myself out. Let's just, let's just get through that. But I think that it, it is a resume. I mean, you, you truly are posting yourself for the job of someone's partner and you don't want to blow the interview. <laughs> you, you want to, you know, present whatever you're presenting to the world. And, and it's, it's, it's nerve wracking um, because you, you suddenly look at pictures that, you know, might be on on your Facebook or might be on your Instagram that at the time, oh, this is a great picture, this is funny. And then you're getting ready to put this out there for consumption for, I mean, potentially, you know, thousands of of potential partners and you're scrutinizing a mole or, you know, like a pimple or a wrinkle or my hair looks bad or like, are my eyes really that unnatural shade of like green? So there's all of these things that you pick apart in yourself and then you get, have to get in the other area of like, okay, well, I only have so many words. So it's, it's the, uh, I'm trying to remember the movie, the, the Johnny Cash movie where, you know, you're, you're, you're lying down on the side of the road and you only have one song to sing. Like, what do you say to all of these strangers? Do you want to, do you want to make a joke? Do you want to use it as a forum to, to say what you believe religiously, politically? And because really you don't know how that message is going to be accepted. So it's 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 way more stressful, I would say, than putting together a resume because then at least you can you can fudge your ability with Excel. I don't think you can necessarily fudge, you know, like how you look when they actually meet you. Or, you know, you might say, I love the scuba dive because you saw a documentary. Like there's some things that you can very quickly get called out on that, you know, will end catastrophically for you.
0: So, so you're saying um, your ability to kind of fudge your um, Microsoft suite ability versus you being five eight versus six one is not the same thing, basically. Um, for this, no, that,
1: okay, no. Right. You can you can watch YouTube videos to make you slightly better at pivot tables to make those first two weeks of the job like that much easier. If you say that you're six one. And you show up the, the first night and and you know and and it's it's interesting because I've I've, I've seen this go both ways so and I'm sure we've all if, if you've out, if you've been up the dating world, so for men the magical number is apparently six feet and and I know that I'm like part of the problem when I say this but as someone who is truly six feet, it's almost <laughs> like it, it's almost like I have to put six one because then I feel like am I lying to myself? And all because they're like, oh yeah, I'm sure he's six foot. So it's like you almost have to prove, like I have to walk out of a Seven Eleven with a selfie that the 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 measuring stick is in the back. Like, see, right. like like look, see, like I'm 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 that close, so I'm I'm okay. But for so that's on the that's on the on the men's side. On the on the women's side, it's also this idea that you know you have to be. Kind of all things to all 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 men or all their partners. Like you have to be fun and you have to like know how to party and you have to like have a picture of you in a canoe and and eating cupcakes. Which those last two, I I really wonder. Like I I feel like they saw that somewhere. But guys are just as bad because apparently everyone is at the gym twenty four hours a day, and everyone loves to fish and everyone loves to hike. So. That will cover seventy five percent of your of your bumble and tinder profiles. It's
0: like it's like amazing once once you get to Bumble, uh, what you're saying is every man works in nine to five eight hour job yep. and is at the gym at four a m, somehow fishing every weekend and working on a car. Every day. So, um, did yes. I, did I kind of get that right for for, yeah. <laughs> for 70? And I, I, this is all tongue in cheek. I apologize. Yes. I'm,
1: so. No. And, and it's the one thing that I, that I have found in, And for, for those listening, I, humor is a very big coping mechanism of mine, like self-deprecating to the core, but also just in general, it's, 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 it's made it easier for me to deal with some of these, you know, awkward interactions, and tense situations. I like to think that it helps me a little bit, you know, when I've been interacting with some people because I I don't get very serious up front. And it's it's troubling though because I use it as kind of, you know, this, "Hey, let's just get to know each other and laugh along the way." And then some of the some of the areas that you hear from from women I've I've spoken with, it's it's just it's so troubling that these apps that like really should be something that should be fun have become like not only very serious but very toxic. I personally as a, as a man don't know how how some women actually continue with some of the apps with when you hear about what the interactions they have like immediately getting inappropriate pictures or you know matching with someone that like we said is like working on a car and within the first couple of interactions is is asking things like i i wouldn't ask my serious partner you know after a, a little while yeah. so i, I realize is that in we you know we've all been at the bar and i think the easiest analogy is you know it's there's always going to be somebody at the bar that you, you really don't want to interact with, but they're going to come and interact with you whether you want to or not. And unfortunately, those happen in apps. Um, I I tried to be part of the you know the solution and not that problem. And the the issue I think that it happens is you know on those you get enough of that toxic interaction, you just don't want to do that anymore. And it's it's unfortunate because I think that there are people out there that are slowly coming out of their shell, and this just pushes them right back in. And that's that's always tough to hear. So if you've, if you've been there, I will just, you just kind of have to, you know, you just have to keep going and, and hope for the best and that's not the greatest advice, but trust me, I've, I've also, I've also seen it on the other end too and it's, it's not fun to witness.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. And I'm also glad that you mentioned, um, the humor aspect and, and I've known you for a while now and you kind, you and I kind of have similar personalities when it comes to, we can find a joke in almost everything. And, um, humor is a good coping mechanism, but I, I kind of want to talk about the other end of that. Cause I know, you know, we haven't talked a lot about this, but I, I, I know there's had to have been a time where you were just at a point where you're like, N- nothing's working like this, like, I just should give up like I'm I'm just going to focus on me and and not even worry about this other stuff and you probably got to a pretty low place and I'm sure someone listening or someone you've talked to or someone who might hear this may be there right now and they may be divorced they might just be single they might have gone through a a bad breakup and the whole world in the dating world is against them and they just want to curl up into a ball and and, you know, binge watch TV for the rest of their life. Like what, if you've been there, like, what was that like? And how do you, how'd you kind of get yourself out of it?
1: And, and can I, can I give two examples? Cause I, oh, I yes. think, of course. Yeah. Okay, great. Okay. And that's, and, and I think one leads into, and you and I've had some of these conversations too. So I think I, I have no problem ex- expanding on that. So the, the first time, obviously you know the, the the splitting of two people that you know you thought you were on a plan and that separates and again divorce is enough to really i i believe really shake people down like i i walked away from that process you know as low as i ever could be um you know i'm i'm in I, i'm living somewhere I, I didn't see myself living and, you know, and, and now I can say, you know, five years later, I, I wouldn't want to live much else because I, you know, that's where my daughter is. But, you know, you feel like I'm a stranger in this strange place. I I know a select group of people, but I don't have that that support system. And on top of it all, I'm, I'm doing a job that no one knows. So, you know, I, I'm I'm almost I have this like secret identity of of shame where I'm I'm expected to go to work and be this functioning individual and you know and fun and bubbly and, and, and joking. And then the first thing I do when I get home is you are by yourself and you are alone with your thoughts, which is never a good place to be. Especially if you're if you're feeling really down. So therapy for, for me at that stage um was very, very helpful. You know, I I found somebody that I could talk to. Um, I found somebody that you know that I could kind of work through. And the only problem that I ran into is that then you get this false sense of bravado where, well, no, I'm, I'm talking through all of these problems with this other person. And heck, yeah, I'm going to get back out there. But, you know, you got off the horse, you, you, you get back on and you, know, you ask it out to dinner. And sometimes the horse kicks you off again. So you get on another horse and you say, let's get drinks. That horse kicks you off. You you find out when you go through some of those. Are you really ready to date? And I, I went through that. Um, I, I dated a woman briefly. Uh, it did not end well. I have no problem saying that because in retrospect, I was not ready to be dating. Um, I think that I was far more closed off um, emotionally than than even and and even you know was was admitted during our breakup. And it's not fair to to the other person because you know she was emotionally available. She honestly went through and was was helping me trying to cope. And I wasn't giving her anything. And, and that's one of those really difficult situations that you need to be the one to also course correct and say, hey, am I matching the energy of my partner? Uh, if, am I ready to do this? Or if you're not matching energies and this is the really difficult part that you think you grow out of, but you never do, um, you have to have those really open and honest conversations like, hey, this, this isn't working. You know, I'm, I'm not in this place. And I think that's why when you talk about like ghosting culture, among apps where you know you talk to somebody for a little bit and never hear from them again it's made it very easy if you're just texting someone or you're talking over an app to never say anything to them again and and think like that's okay or meet somebody for drinks and then just go away i think that sometimes if you just are honest with somebody and get that closure you both walk away better than by just thinking hey i uh, they'll be fine. They don't. They don't need me to. You know. They know. I think is the other thing that I hear from friends sometimes. Like, oh no, no. They knew it was a bad date. They knew I was never going to talk to them again. Sometimes you have to be open with the with the other person, and it is it is hurtful. Um, I've, I've had that conversation myself, and the easiest way I've told it to people is, hey, I really appreciate your time. I, I know that's valuable to us all, and especially in today's world. Like, you went out of your comfort zone to meet me somewhere. And, and I just don't see this going much beyond what we did. It's it's not you. It's not me. It's just, I, I didn't feel that chemistry or that connection. And some people appreciate that, and I've had some very good post post comments and conversations around it. And others just don't respond back, and others, you know, I mean, it's, it's okay to be mad. It's okay that you invest something in a stranger and don't get anything back. It, it happens sometimes.
0: And I, uh, I, I think, one, just thank you so much for, for being as open and honest about that. Because I think, actually, I know for a fact that other people have been there. And other people may be there right now. So um, I, I really appreciate that. So what, let's just, I mean, let's just get down to it. Like, what are you, you know, not, you don't have to get too specific, but what, in, in your head, like, what are you looking for? now in in someone who can possibly be the one I mean I know you're successful in your in your job I know you're a good dad I know you you know own a home own a car like you for for the most part you've got your shit together you've got it together but I know there's a part of you that's like hey I would like to share a lot of this with someone like what what does that person look like in your head like is it is it is it a specific person? Is it a specific personality? Is a you know specific um, you know uh, activity level? Like what? Or, ha- or or even a better question is: Has that changed as you've matured and gotten older?
1: No, that's that's a really that's a, that's a really unique question, and I I thought about bits and pieces of it, and. And first off, I appreciate you giving me a bit of a resume for, you know, for my bachelor audition tape. So this is, this is, this <laughs> You're is gold. I mean, I couldn't have asked for a better, you know, if, if you could put that on a, on a, on like a videotape and send that to me that for no other reason than I think VHS, VHS, I'll definitely oh. do a
0: VHS for you. Yeah.
1: Perfect. Perfect. I would have to find I would have to actually find a VHS tape first, but I'll, I'll get on eBay. We'll get, okay, we'll, we'll cool.
0: Play. We'll <laughs> get on eBay, you we'll, jerk.
1: <laughs> well, we we'll, don't worry. We'll get to the bottom of this yes. in seven to 10 business days. Um, no, I, it's, it's interesting. You, 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 you bring up different concepts because in, in my mind, when I'm actually, you know, again, on, on a Bumble and you, you look at someone's picture and you, you read a little about them and you're, you're kind of putting this voice to a picture and words of what you think this person sounds like. And then you get some, like we just got done talking about, you know, again, the, you know, the, the, the woman that's, you know, that, that's five, seven, you know, trying to not either be five, nine or five, five, right. or, you know, if you're looking at a man, you know, of course he's six, one. So just, let's just get both of those out of the way. But you start assigning these characteristics to somebody that you've never interacted with based on what they're telling you. And in your mind, you start to like you start to build this almost. I mean, it, it, this is going to date you and I extensively. So your younger listeners, it's probably available on streaming. It's called The Matrix. Um, <laughs> it's pretty, you know,
0: we it, saw we is saw is it a, with the in these things called movie theaters. So, yeah. Yes,
1: yes. In in the before times, you know, when when you didn't carry around you know the entire world in your pocket right you had to like yeah so but you almost craft this like this virtual world of the two of you interacting as weird as that sounds so I'll, i'll come across some profiles and be like oh oh this person this person runs or oh oh there's a picture of them golfing and i i'm a golfer and you start to think like oh my goodness like what if we like went to a driving range like that would be a fun date and and next thing you know you've created this narrative in your head and all you've done is like said you know I, I i like that and then you kind of hope that like do they like me back and what narrative are they creating for me and then you you connect and it's this very this very unique like it's like i kind of know you but i don't know you and now we're interacting and and, and what do i say and i hope i don't mess this up and you you really are kind of walking on a tightrope early on because you you want this narrative in your head to suddenly be manifested into reality. And the reality is that, no, I mean, you're, 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 you're bringing another person into your life. You're interacting with another human that has their own wants, desires. And how do you make sure that what they think you are and what you think you are kind of mirror and and you can truly get to know each other, you know, outside of just this, Oh, well, you know, that picture's cute, like, (laughs) which also happens in the app world all the time well well, I'm
0: not saying that I do want to you bring up a, and I don't mean to cut you off but you bring up an interesting point that I, I definitely want your take on because you know before the apps before we could put in a profile of who we are and what we like in a partner a lot of times in relationships you know you would find someone that you connected with on some level on whether it's uh, you know, a physical attraction level, whether it's a personality level, whether it's an attitude level, and you kind of let the pieces kind of fit together after that. And and you in your head, you say, okay, well, I accept a person who does this, and but I won't accept a person who does this. And, you know, now it's you put a specific profile or what you're looking for in an app and does that change your psyche a little bit? Do, do, do you say, well, I, I have the whole world at my fingertips. I want this specific person. And maybe you're missing out on a great person that just might not do something you like or might not have the specific personality. Like, are you cutting out a lot of your options by, by using an app versus how things used to be?
1: That's And, and that's a really that's a really great point. And I would, I would, I would be really interested to hear some of the comments because I, I think what I'm going to say might resonate with, with some people. And and I will again, fully admit that this is also, I've, I have fallen into this and into a few places as well. It's almost this. And I don't really want to say like bigger, better deal fallacy. It's this idea that you said earlier, you know, when you met people organically through your friend group or, you know, you, I, I, this has not been me. So I, I would love to hear someone's story of like, you know, I bumped into this person out in the world and next thing I know we're dating. Like I, you know, I was always one, like I always wanted to get to know somebody over time and, you know, and, and really kind of feel out the situation. I was never just somebody that walked up and said, Oh, Hey, you're really cute. Here's my business card. Call me, which also do people even use business cards anymore?
0: No, I don't no, know. Tim, they okay. don't.
1: Okay. Okay. So okay, so yeah, gotcha. so I wouldn't walk up to somebody and write my name. Do people even use pens and paper anymore? I, I haven't seen any <laughs> in a while, but I'm sure they do. <laughs> okay, so I would walk up to someone and touch my phone to their forehead and say, "You now have my my number implanted in your in your in your brain chip." Yeah. Because okay. There, there we, we go. go. There we go. We're, 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 we're yeah. okay. There we Cooking cook now. Yeah, we're Perfect. current. Yeah. Okay. You know, but the the problem is, like, I think when we were when we were both growing up and, and again, going through our formative years, high school and college, that social network or how you met people, you really did kind of accept the good and bad because that was the that was the, the pool. That was, you know, how you were interacting. And I think that something has come up is, the, again, the idea of this bigger, better deal is the apps have kind of created this idea in your head that's like, OK, well, you know this person said one thing a little bit weird or, you know, everything wasn't like perfect or I didn't just suddenly fall in love with them. If I go on there right now and swipe right, I might actually get that with somebody else. So there's always this idea. It's almost like a slot machine. You know, like if I just keep pulling the lever at some point, I'm going to get it in a jackpot, but you don't realize how much of your emotional capital you're, you're, you're putting into this thing and you're not getting anything back. Again, you're, you're, you're putting yourself out, you're putting yourself out. And some of these these wins, they might not be these epic, big jackpot wins. You completely overlook them because they're not the jackpot. And then you might hurt other people along the way that, that you're their jackpot. And that's the other part of it that really starts to play in your mind is like, am I going to hurt this person because they're not everything I want them to be, but I'm everything they want? And I think though the apps have magnified, I think something that people always used to go through when they were dating of like, is this as good as it gets, or you know, some of those small questions are definitely technologically magnified now, right. and that's unfortunate.
0: Well, Tim, I appreciate you being with me this week, and and before I let you go, I have one more question for you, and this is the obligatory, I think, question, and and you know, someone who may have just gotten out of a uh, you know a relationship, went through a bad breakup, divorced you know, and might be thinking this is the right time for them to start putting themselves back out there. Um, you know, most people are social creatures and they like to be in relationships, like to, to be able to interact with people. You know, gone having gone what you have gone through and, and been kind of through the ups and downs of the dating scene, like what advice would you give that person who might want to start looking to get back on the dating scene right now?
1: yeah uh and i think what and this was just a trick that i used and, and i wish i would have used this earlier um because i think sometimes it's it's really easy and especially with encouragement of, of your friends you know your your colleagues your family you know you got to get back out there you know you got like it's all this drive of like you know well you're unhappy now but somebody else will make you happy i, I really think you you kind of take that minute and write down you know kind of your, your emotional inventory you know, and you really kind of look and say like, okay, you know, this is where I'm at. And, and I've done this a few times and it's been very helpful, especially even like as I'm getting through some of the dating things and identifying, we talked about earlier, like, like what I'm looking for in a partner, you know, like wrote down, you know, a good, you know, I want them to have a a vocation that either they're passionate about or something that fulfills them. You know, I, I, I'm completely open to, you know, if they're bringing children, into the relationship or, you know, if, if, what that is, because again, I have a child myself. I, I think it's unfair to put that on someone else. And then just some of the other intangibles, um, you know, a wanderlust. I, I'm a traveler. I, I would love to be with somebody else. I'm a music lover. So, you know, somebody that wants to go to a festival or, you know, again, I can I say bands or no? Like, yeah, I yeah. just want to make sure you're not getting sponsored. Like I'm not ruining your sponsors on this. You,
0: so. you are not, but no, okay, you first. go ahead. Hey, mention anybody you would like to.
1: Okay, gotcha. So like, if if I want to go see like, like, hey, would you like to go see Dave Matthews band? And then they write back like, it's not 2000. Leave me alone. Like, at least I know, you know, but I feel like if, if I'm, you know, if I'm categorizing like, like, really, this is important to me. I would say if you're in that place where you are, you know, divorced, or again, you you went through a bad breakup, you want to give it some time and everyone heals in their own way. But that inventory you're really kind of checking yourself and saying, hey, am I really ready to do this? Because I think and, and I would like early on, like writing one of my inventories, it was it was extremely basic. It was like, I want somebody that, you know, will laugh at my jokes. And I want somebody that just wants to cook a meal with me like th- it really was those two small things. And then you realize, like, that's really great for a first, second date. But then what is this person like, Like, you know, what are you bringing to their life and what are they going to bring to your life? And that's when you kind of have to flesh out, okay, what am I bringing to the table? Because if all I'm bringing to the table is, you know, my plate or my ability to pay the check, am I really providing this person what they might want or need in the relationship?
0: That is, that is really, really poignant advice to, you know, sometimes it's not all about thinking like, what, what is this person going to? bring to my life thinking about what can I bring to someone else's life. And I read something and 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 we'll leave it here. I read something the other day, which I thought was just amazing advice. And it basically it was like, don't, don't expect someone to fulfill your life. If you can't do it yourself, like don't, don't have this big gap in your life, this void in your life and expect someone else to do it because feel good about yourself and then find someone else who can make you feel better. So, um, Tim, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for agreeing to be on the show. I had a great time talking to you and I think a lot of people are going to get, um, a lot from this. So thank you so much for being a part of this show.
1: I, I can't thank you enough for the time. I really enjoy kind of this introspection. and, And again, we've, we've been friends for a few years and had some, some deep conversations. So I really appreciate obviously all the advice you give me, but also just you listening. Um, I think that allows me to kind of, you know, say and go to places that I wouldn't normally go with, with friends because you're worried about that. And and this is a very emotional kind of situation. So I really appreciate your, your listening. And again, you're, you're always great at giving me advice and just being there for me, bud. Really so, appreciate it. And
0: and you're welcome. And when I when I make it up to your neck of the woods, I'll try to coordinate it with like a mighty, mighty Boss Tones or Blues Traveler festival so we can really go back to the two thousands if that works for you.
1: Okay. Now you're just now you're just looking through my Amazon wish list and you're and you're buying me CDs, which which again, no one even buys CDs anymore. No. This I like I am going to walk away from this conversation just feeling like a dinosaur. So I I appreciate our friendship, but I really appreciate the fact that I am going to feel so old after this. So I, I again, Mark, I, I can't say enough. Thank you. Thank
0: you, Tim. It's been fun, buddy. Take care of yourself. Yeah, You as well. What a great conversation this week with my good friend, Tim Schroeder. Talked about a lot of stuff my guy was really vulnerable and i tell you what dating now and and dating midlife dating has got to be tough so um thanks to him for joining the show relatively normal is written produced and edited by me mark paisant and as always if you or someone you know is in crisis please contact the national suicide prevention lifeline at 1-800-273-8255